Hi, it's Emma. Up until like two hours ago, I felt like shit. So I thought I had COVID. I feel better now. (laughs) Before COVID, it was always like, my throat hurts, I have cancer. But now it's like, oh, my left toe hurts. Is that a sign? It's COVID toes. Hi, I'm Jolie. Emma and I were talking. This is a totally mom thing to do. And I had to shove chocolate-covered espresso beans into my face. When you don't have time to drink coffee, you just keep the espresso beans in your purse. (laughs) So that you can just like... It's not enjoyable. <laughs> I don't mind a Trader Joe's best little purchase ever. Hell yeah. Just like three or four. It's like having one fifth of a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, I'm so awake now. It's all you ever get anyway when you have kids. It's just like <laughs> a fifth of a cup of coffee. And then you're like, I fucking hate everything. I'm not drinking this anymore. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, I haven't finished my coffee. And that is my only <laughs> beverage. I know. It's and you get that like ring around the inside of the cup. And also, like, around the inside of your mouth because it's so dry. <laughs> yep. <I'm laughs> like, so I haven't thirsty. had time. I'm so thirsty. My saliva is <laughs> thick. <laughs> Ew. I know. I'm the opposite. I'm drinking a White Claw. Oh. I'm like, I felt sick all day. Maybe I'm dehydrated. I'm going to drink White Claw. I, like, look like an alcoholic every time we record. I'm like, I'm drinking Campari. <laughs> it's just, like, the end of the day. I don't know. If I had an easy-to-make beverage, I would 100% be all over it, but I don't. What do you mean? Like, you don't like cocktails? Like, I just don't keep cocktail stuff around, and I'm not going to sit here with, like, some scotch with a couple of ice cubes, because that sounds insane to me. Well, it's kind of, like, luxurious. Yeah, I have two modes where it's, like, oh, some, some nice scotch with like a couple of cubes of ice, a nice dry white wine. Mm-hmm. Both of those things are fine to drink, but I don't have white wine and I'm not drinking scotch while I'm trying to do stuff. Like that's insane. <laughs> At some point, I just kind of like glaze over and start looking into the distance. You'd be like, are you here with me? And I'm like, mm. definitely not. <laughs> you are certainly talking. I just want to be real present, which is why I do the espresso beans instead. yeah. Um, well, I wish I had a good segue, but I don't. You don't feel like you can segue from putting stuff in your body to putting stuff in your body that is awful? I like drinking White Claw. You like eating espresso beans. Young girls like to paint their bodies with radioactive materials, and they had to lick them off of paintbrushes. Yeah, you want to keep that paintbrush nice and crisp. There's these girls called the Radium Girls, and Radium is like a... Radium is a compound. It's like a glow in the dark. Yeah, but it's radioactive and it made people like super sick. Not just people. Well, you know, just people, but mostly women who are not informed by, you know, more educated people around the topic that were supposed to have their best interests in mind. But they didn't because they like money. I mean, it seemed to me like people didn't realize how awful radiation was. Let's not go there yet. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump the gun. I just feel like maybe I should talk about what radium is. Yeah. Right? It's bad. Yes. (laughs) End of story. Just bad. The end. (laughs) We're done. Radium is bad. Don't do. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, okay. So I'd never heard about these girls before during therapy. For some reason, my therapist brought it up. I don't remember why. There's a TV show about it. Yeah. And there's also like a book written by one of the people. 
um, who got like super sick. Yeah, my therapist brought it up for some reason. I didn't really light conversation. Yeah, I don't remember why. Remember the and girls then... whose face melted? What? Yeah, maybe we were talking about like women's rights or I don't remember at all. But I was like, oh shit, I've never heard about this. I should do an episode on it. That's wild. It's pretty heavy, but there's also some good things that came from it. So it's. Right sucks for these women but like for other like laborers was actually kind of a good thing yeah so anyway I like didn't really know anything about radium I tried to look up just like general radium poisoning but all I was getting was radiation sickness and I don't think that's the same thing I mean it is like similar but the because they were putting the radium directly on and in their body I can assume that it would be a bit of a different presentation. It's much different much different symptoms like radiation sickness is nausea and vomiting, diarrhea, headache, fever, dizziness and disorientation, weakness and fatigue, hair loss, bloody vomit, internal God. bleeding, infections, low blood pressure like which all sucks but that's usually like when there's a nuclear accident. You know, so this is like a little bit different and radium is like kind of an interesting compound. I'm saying because I'm like a scientist and I know it. <laughs> I definitely know what that means. I'm about to educate your ass. We're going to talk. We're going to talk science. <laughs> so radium is a chemical element. Its symbol is RA and its atomic number is 88. Cool. I know exactly what all that means. Dude, when I read this, I just like remember. So I was like a straight A student. I was too, but I didn't do chemistry because again, it's math. <laughs> well, so I did do chemistry and it was the first class I ever got a C in. Like I just, I don't know. I just couldn't grasp it. Yeah. So just thinking about the periodic table, I'm like, ah. I remember like weird facts about the periodic table, but I don't know anything about chemical compounds. Dude, me neither. So reading this, I'm just like literally reading it. I don't know what the hell it means. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the sixth element in group two of the periodic table, also known as the alkaline earth metals. Radium is the heaviest known alkaline earth metal and is the only radioactive member of its group. So it was discovered by Marie Curie and her husband, Pierre. That's what I know about it. <laughs> in 1898. And they found some sort of sample at some place called Yakimov, Jakimov. I don't know. Yakimov. Sounds fun. Someplace. Let's go there. <laughs> I literally wrote this. They did all sorts of science things with it. <laughs> Yay! You did it! <laughs> the end. That's the end of this section. <laughs> they did a lot of shit with it. <laughs> science shit. They somehow like removed uranium from it and they found that... Uranium is like the really scary one, right? Yeah, super that's radioactive. Like the Chernobyl like crazy shit. Yeah, which is interesting because, like, that's radiation poisoning, you yeah. know, like, it, with uranium. But this was, like, different. It did, like, weird bone stuff. It, like, burns you. Ew. Um, but, yeah, they were able to remove uranium from it, and it was still radioactive. So they're like, hmm. So then in 1898, July, they isolated an element similar to bismuth. Okay, so after they discovered polonium, they then isolated a radioactive mixture that was two different components. It was compounds of barium, which made it like light up green, and then like some other unknown radioactive stuff. What they found was that the radioactive compounds in radium were very similar to barium, but they were less soluble. So because of that, they were able to isolate those radioactive compounds and find a new element in them. So on the day after Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. 
1898, they announced their discovery to the French Academy of Sciences, but they didn't name the compound radium until the following year, which is so interesting to me that there wasn't like a space on the periodic table. Um, they named the compound and it comes from the French word radium. <laughs> <laughs> which is like from the word radius in Latin, which, you know, ray. Very on the nose. Uh-huh, because it emitted energy in the form of rays. So basically radium was intriguing to them because it glowed in the dark. And here's a quote. These gleamings seemed suspended in the darkness and stirred us with ever new emotion and enchantment. This shit was cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were very excited about it. We really like the glowing part. Can yeah, you imagine right? someone from today... It'd just be like, that was real fucking lit, man. Oh! <laughs> right. Like, yeah, we can't print that. Yeah, so in September 1910, Marie Curie and André-Louis de Bernier. Sure. They announced that they'd isolated radium as a pure metal through the electrolysis of pure radium chloride, RAC12, or CI2, solution using a mercury cathode producing a radium mercury amalgam. This amalgam was then heated in an atmosphere of hydrogen gas to remove the mercury, leaving the radium behind. That seems so fucking complicated. Like, why would you even want to? Yeah, I mean, that's it just like seems what like being a so much is. fucking work. Yeah, but they were excited by it. What did she say? Like, we were stirred with ever new emotion and enchantment. She was about it. They were about it. She sounds like a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's... To me, it's the same thing as, well, it's obviously not exactly the same thing, but it's kind of like people who looked at a pineapple and thought, I'm going to eat that. I'm going to figure know, out a way. Right? You're like, Isn't that every part of that looks like it's going to hurt. Artichokes too. Like who figured that They're out? They're pokey. They hurt. And you have to steam them for like yeah. your entire life. Who for figured <laughs> out that that was a thing that, I mean, people are amazing. I who know. boils metal with a fucking toxic substance. I don't know if they knew it was toxic at the time. I don't know when they figured out that mercury was like not cool to have in your hand or around your face in person. Who in the world thinks, I'm just going to see what happens if I can boil this dangerous shit all in a pot? <laughs> then we can name it ourselves. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Radium metal was first industrial produced at the beginning of the 20th century by Baraco, a subsidiary company of Union Minier du Hout Katanga. It's a place in, it's a plant in Belgium. doesn't matter. I don't talk about this at all again. Were they making it just because it glowed? Yeah. So because the compound glowed, it was used in self-luminous paints for watches, nuclear panels, aircraft switches, clocks, and instrument dials actually until the 1960s. So after all of the shit that you're about to talk about went down, they were still like, we're still going to use that. I guess, but I think that they were using it more in like military kind of stuff. Like once they knew that it was messed up, like stuff that people weren't like interacting with. Right. Like it was probably behind a couple of panes of glass. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they also like use different techniques to like put the product on or put the compound on stuff instead of like having girls licking it off a, <laughs> a paintbrush. The reason why it glows is because as it decays, ionizing radiation is a product of radium and that makes fluorescent chemicals make it glow. Well, it's the same thing as the Chernobyl like elephant foot. The elephant foot still glows. So crazy. There's one picture of a man who basically went up to it for one second just to take a picture. Like the the picture looks like there's sparks just everywhere. Wow. Because of the radiation. 
That's wild. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, radiation is not a fucking joke. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't remember what I was watching, but I think it was like a Vice thing or something where like it was a tour almost of going to radioactive places. Maybe it was in Japan, like when that thing happened a few years ago and like they were given meters. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and people were like scared. They went on the tour and then we're like, oh God, maybe this was like a bad idea. Maybe when I paid for the like radioactive waste tour i was (laughs) making a bad purchase right it's like think about the like tour guide you're going to these places like every day like that's so bad because i can understand going to one place for like 10 minutes not going to like the site of the nuclear meltdown or whatever being there for like 10 minutes being like look at this we're not even where the thing happened and being like whoa Uh like a small amount just one day of your life Probably not going to do a lot of damage, but having to do that repeatedly. Yeah, well, and this is like a, it's like a thing. They'd go to like those towns that needed to be abandoned and stuff. Jesus Christ. Super weird. I think it was like a vice, a vice thing, like on HBO or something. I don't totally remember, but that seems like it would, would be that, right? Man, we're going to the most dangerous places on earth. And the first one, Chernobyl. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So nowadays, because we know that radium is like super radioactive and bad, we use like different fluorescent materials. But those are the kind of glow in the dark stuff that you need to like hold up to a light first. So it's not going to create its own light. It has to like collect light and then release it back. Exactly. So that kind of glow in the dark stuff doesn't last as long. So now when there's longer lasting luminosity that they really need, there's different radioactive stuff that can do it, but it's not as bad. So like radium has like, I think a 1600 year half-life. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But then they use promethium 147, which has a half-life of two and a half years or tritium, which has a half-life of 12 years. It's a lot safer. Something that I found that was kind of surprising was up until the 1980s, radium was used to treat prostate cancer and it like burned the cancer away, basically. That's like the shit that people try to do now with like the black salve. Have you ever heard of that? Uh -uh, Where they essentially just take, I want to say it's some sort of acid compound and Hmm. it eats away at whatever the tumor is, but then it also eats everything else away. And it's not, it's not a thing that doctors do. Oh, it's like a underground thing. You know, the government's lying to you. Like the cancer industry just wants to keep you sick. Totally. And then people's like nose falls off. Or like they have a hole in their hand after a while. It's like, just fucking do it the way that it's supposed to. Everything sucks. All of it sucks. You have cancer. Yeah. You're on like chemo. I mean, that is radiation, right? Yeah. I mean, I can understand the desire to do something like that, but you are, you still have cancer and now you have a hole in your hand and you're probably going to die because your cancer has spread. So I know it's so bad. But, you know, like back in the day, we didn't know anything. Well, I guess you're saying that's still happening now. Once it was discovered that radium could treat cancer, then it became like this kind of miracle substance. And oh, it was my sold God. In pharmacies and people thought it could prevent aging and oh. a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Like people putting lead on their face, beauty creams and shit like that. We're like, I know. Your skin is rotting. Do you notice at some point that your skin is rotting and the only thing that you changed was like this one cream? They're like, I look younger though. My skin is coming off. It's a radioactive peel or what? A chemical peel. Oh, it's like the, the biggest chemical peel. <laughs> and it come out with a brand new face. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> 
maybe the next thing I should talk about, I don't know if I should get into the Radium Girls yet or if I should talk about some surprising applications of Radium. I think surprising applications. So here's the different things that Radium was included in before we knew that it was really bad. And honestly, some of it was included after we knew that it was really bad. Wonderful. There was a chocolate bar called the Radium Chocolate Chocolate Bar manufactured by Burke and Braun and Hitman Blotch Bakery. The burning tells you it's working. Oh my God, this is like a whole thing. So there was a chocolate bar and then there was also a special bread that was made with radium water. Both of those things were discontinued in 1936. Jesus Christ. Water. You know those people that would go to towns and be like, come one, come all. Like, I'm this guy who has a barrel. and Yeah, it's, it's like a snake oil salesman. Yeah, there was people like that that sold radium water. So it'd be like inside of a bucket that had like radium on the inside. And they would sell that water saying that it could cure arthritis, like aging stuff, impotence, which is another thing. It was like Viagra. Oh my God. This is just crazy. It sounds just so awful. So for erectile dysfunction. You just dip your penis directly into the radium and watch it shrivel away. No, it's worse. Oh God. So it was something called a bougie and it was a, a wax rod that was inserted into the man's urethra. And there was like a a layer of radium fabric in it. So that's weird. I took off my headphones because I heard where it was going. (laughs) Like I'm done listening. (laughs) I'm sure it was wonderful what you just said. Nothing was bad at all about it. No, it's super weird. So then there was another treatment where you didn't need to stick a rod inside your urethra. Thank God. And this was called the Radio Endocrinator. And it was basically a booklet that had like a bunch of cards covered in radium that you would stick inside of your underwear at night. I don't know if this like has anything to do with the radium in your pants, but the inventor died of bladder cancer in 1949. I can't imagine that it doesn't have anything to do with that. Right. Well, you know, as I go on, like you'll learn that many people who are very involved died (laughs) from exposure to radium. It's like the camel cigarettes guys, the cowboys. Well, that's Marlboro, right? Oh, yeah. Marlboro guys, like all of the cowboys dead because cancer. I know. It's a real big deal. Anyway, radium was also in toys. There was something called the radium scope, which is a toy sold as late as 1942. Wonderful. Yeah, it was like a nightlight, a quote from the ad. It glows with a weird light in a dark room. A weird light, like so strange. Don't put it near your face. (laughs) Right, it's like the 30s were like weird. That toy was sold as late as 1942. I mean, Oh my God. Well, and that's like way after all this stuff happened with the Radium Girls. But, you know, I guess like maybe because this toy like wasn't intended to be like touched that much or... But I think it's kind of like a kaleidoscope or I don't totally understand. I have a picture of the ad. So it's put near the face. It's like a kaleidoscope. It's like a thing that you put up to your eye. Old timey talk is so funny. Yeah, if you want to see a most awe-inspiring sight, view the actual destruction of thousands of worlds simply by looking through the lens of the new radium scope. If only they knew. <laughs> right, I know. It's like, you're going to fucking die from touching those. So this has a bunch of stuff. It's like, yeah, it's like kind of like a telescope, I guess. And like you look out and it does like weird stuff. I don't know. Like it refracts light, but maybe also makes things glow. I think I actually have a few more weird things. Toothpaste. 
Um, so there was this guy named Dr. Alfred Curie who was not related to Marie or Pierre, but he like pretended like he was. <laughs> he was. So he had like a toothpaste and skincare. So just people were walking around glowing like the surface of the sun. It was in heating pads and suppositories. So like the suppository thing like freaks me out. If I have diarrhea, I feel like I'm dying. And that, like, obviously a TMI, but, like, when you're sick like that, you feel, like, I honestly, I get sick like that so rarely that when I do, I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. I'm dying. I know. I hate it. It's the worst. Like, it's it hurts so fucking bad. So to imagine having a suppository that you are using with the idea that it's going to make you healthy and it just, like, eating your asshole away. Yeah, they would even sell, like, little tiny coins that were, like radium and you'd put them in water and it would like charge it you know but people thought that it would cure like anything right because they didn't know what it was it was this magical glowing substance they're like this is really cool i like it um the last like weird thing i guess not weird but surprising application of radium is health spas so in the 20s and 30s people could go and soak in radium mud and like rinse off with radium water and they'd be like glowing putting on that cream (laughs) be glowing in a very real way not like the korean spa where like a a very angry korean lady like rubs you raw and then you your skin is shiny because it's like really tight and oiled up right Right. you're like my whole top layer of skin is gone because you (laughs) rubbed me so hard why are you so angry with me i haven't done anything (laughs) thank you for your your patience with my disgusting body (laughs) oh scrub me (laughs) please I want to be a baby. (laughs) I've never been to a Korean spa, but I have heard similar stories to what you're saying. They're wonderful, but these ladies are all business. They're not here for your white ass. They are here to scrub you, to make you red, and to send you on your way. Totally different, like, treatment. But when I was in Thailand, I did, like, Thai massage. And it's not like the same kind of thing where they're like rubbing your back. They kind of like move around your joints, you know, <laughs> like grab your legs. You're and like, like on a, you're on a like mat, right? Like mm-hmm. a little and they tatami like kinda mat. lift up your body and like move it around. And then I did one that was this kind of group place where it was almost like where you sit in pedicure chairs. That's weird. Yeah. And they'd kind of like assembly line your massage. I know. Interesting. Very efficient. So yeah, I guess like there's still at least one radium spa in operation here in the US and there are still a few in Japan and in Europe. And like I found one called the Radium Spa, but I couldn't really figure out if there was actually radium in the water. But there was a place in Georgia that opened in the 30s. And I guess like the water there and like the hot springs glows because there's radium in it. It like glows like a kind of blue color. That's fucking horrifying. It was like ma'am at a casino, I guess. And it ended up closing in the 80s, like a flood, like ruined it. And now it's like a tourist attraction. There's like, you know, a garden and stuff, but you can't swim there anymore. I think that's for the best. I mean, I imagine if people still have spas in operation, then there has to be some sort of, especially like Japan is very strict with what they will allow to happen in their country. Yeah, like what I read was there's like so little of the radium in the water that it's... You would have to be in it every day for like hours a day, probably. Totally. Like it's it's safe and is like an exfoliant or something. Okay, well, let's talk about these women. Yes. Um. So now that we like kind of have a better idea of what radium is and also like a better idea of how uninformed people were. And this is like where I'm a little bit confused. So it's like there was all these products being made with radium, right? Like up until the 40s. 
But this stuff happened with the radium girls starting in like 1917 is when they worked. And it seems like based on what I read that that they were doing studies that showed like that told these people that it was not safe, like right. the people in charge. So I'm a little bit confused about it. Maybe like because there was scientists involved or something like these companies knew and hit it or maybe the other companies didn't care. It could even be like the thalidomide babies where like they gave thalidomide first to the ladies who worked in the factory. They were told like this is going to help you with like your nausea. It's going to make your pregnancy really easy. And then these women way before thalidomide was released to the market had pregnancies that either uh, spontaneous miscarriage or they had Mm -hmm. babies with severe birth defects. So they already knew before they put it on the market that this was a thing that was happening and they did it anyway because it was a miracle drug. Totally. So yeah, I mean, similar. So now like we know why they got sick, right? We get it. It's like radioactive. It's not not good stuff to put in your face or pee hole or anything totally, else. Totally. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, this was a bad idea. I think it was like there was a total of 70 women or something. Maybe that was only at one of the facilities now that I'm saying it out loud. But maybe it was at all three. I don't remember. But so you already know this, but this is for this is for the audience. <laughs> These women needed to paint like the part of the watch watch arms are they called arms or hands i think they're called hands <laughs> okay the watch or maybe hand. the hand is just the part that actually does the pointing but it seems like it would just be the hands right yeah maybe but anyway it was like for electric or not electric what the fuck am i talking about <laughs> <laughs> it was so they glue in the dark you look at your watch you'd be like oh i can read it it's dark but i can still read it so these women were given i think like camel hair paint brushes or something like super fine point paintbrushes. All of these women were instructed to point their brushes on their lips to give it a fine tip. I'm going back. I'm getting ahead of myself. So there's three different facilities that were poisoning these women. They were all different companies, like not affiliated together, but they were all doing the same thing. So the first one was in Orange, New Jersey, and it opened in 1917 or maybe not open, but this is when they hired these women. Then another one opened in Illinois in 1922. And then around the same time, another company opened in Waterbury, Connecticut. So these are the three places where there was women who got sick and they were called the radium girls. I read somewhere that they also called them the living dead girls because a lot of them were clearly going to die. The stupid media at the time just decided, call them the living dead girls. That's crazy. I mean, all of this became like a huge media sensation. I want to talk about the U.S. Radium Corporation before I talk about the girls. So the U.S. Radium Corporation from 1917 to 1926, I think that's how long they were like a company or maybe that's how long they extracted radium. That's what they did. They were extracting and purifying radium from coronite ore. And that's how they made like these luminous paints. They marketed under the brand name Undark. And there was like a place called Undark Mines in Utah, and that's where they were getting it. So this company was a defense contractor, which is important when you think about the lawsuits later, because a lot of people like a lot of lawyers were like, we're not going to take this on. No, thank you. Okay, I was wrong about the 70. I don't know where I got that number. But yeah, I guess like the military really wanted these glow in the dark watches. I mean, it makes sense if you are in the middle of the forest at night doing some sort of like sting operation. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like you need to know. I don't know that that's what it's called. It's probably it's likely not called a sting operation. (laughs) It's called Operation Secret Time in the Woods. Operation Undark. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so this defense contractor had their plant in Orange, New Jersey. They employed over 100 workers and they were mostly women. And that's who they had paint these watch faces. And they misled them that it was safe. So did they know it wasn't safe? I believe so, because all of the like more important employees all took precautions against the radioactivity. Like the scientists wore all sorts of protective materials. So not only were these girls working there uninformed of how dangerous this was, but like they were young girls and they thought it was fun to like paint their nails and paint their faces and all sorts of stuff with the... With the glow in the dark material. Yeah. Like Coachella. Yeah, which is really interesting because part of why they wanted them to lick the paintbrushes was because it saved money on materials because the other way to make it point was to like take the radium off but using some sort of other chemical compound. I, I have it in my notes when I find it, I'll say it. But it's like they were like painting themselves with it. So that's also pretty Jesus wasteful. Christ. Ha 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 ha. Not uh, funny at all. Hilarious. So there was like that military shit, the U.S. Radium Corp. But then there was also the Radium Dial Company, which was not military affiliated. And they like painted dials for clocks. They did like some shit in Peru, Illinois, some shit in Ottawa. They painted... I don't really know what this is, but West Clocks, I guess that's like a clock brand from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But their dial, they painted those dials on their really popular Big Ben, Little Ben, and Travel Clocks. What I was saying was they were told to point their brushes like this because using rags or a water rinse, which the water rinse was made from powdered radium, gum, arabic, and water, it costs more money for these companies. Just lick it off. Yeah, so like the price of production or the materials or whatever else Or the human life. Yeah, it was more important than that. Yeah, and as I was saying, like the chemists at the plant used lead screens, masks, and tongs. Oh my God. Evidently, U.S. Radium also distributed literature to the medical community around the same times describing the the bad effects of radium. Like it was like a paper they presented. They're like, hey, listen, don't. <laughs> right? It's just like, what the fuck? By 1925, several women and also the company's chief chemist died. And all of their deaths were like really similar, obviously. So the county physician in Newark, New Jersey, which is close to Orange, New Jersey, because I'm from New Jersey, so I know. Aw, she's a Jersey girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jim Tan Laundry. Did you watch Jersey Shore? I actually did for a little bit, and I was so horrified by how much I enjoyed it. I know, you're like, I, like I, I don't oh like. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so fucking good. I need to stop. I have to stop. I can't do this to myself. I know. <laughs> but yeah, the county physician was like, this is weird. Like, I think we should investigate the death. And here's like an interesting but sad fact about this. When they were investigating deaths of people that were also sick, but not yet dead, they're taking x-rays of them, like which exposed them to more radiation. Oh, my God. And then they got more sick. So people that weren't yet dead started showing signs of illness. And unlike what I what I said earlier about radioactive poisoning, this is a little different. They had anemia, their bones were breaking, their jaws got all fucked up, and it's called radium jaw. Like, I don't know if you saw the pictures. There's women, especially one woman, her picture's everywhere where her jaw, like, looks like it's filled with a balloon or something. It's really bad. Yeah, or there's one where the person's bone and skin had started just eating away, and you could see, like, her teeth through it. And sooner or later, they ended up having to remove, like, a good portion of her jaw, and she still died, I think. Wow. Well, and I get it. Like, that is, like, living dead girl. That's that's like zombie shit. I was just telling Benny last night. I was like, next thing that happens is COVID's going to like mutate and then we're going to be in like the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I need to start like working out. 
Just in case. <laughs> just, just in case. For protection. You never know. You know, we have axes and stuff like that because my husband was a an Eagle Scout, so he's always prepared for fucking everything. I love that. Yeah. So we just need to get him nice and sharp. I need to, like, get real buff, and then we'll, we'll be set. Be good you guys to go. will be fine. You'll survive. I always tell Benny, I'm like, in the end of the world, I'm just going to give up. I don't want to live like that. But then he told me that he was like, it like scared him. <laughs> I was like, no, I mean, I'm sure in like the real situation in the end of the world, I wouldn't just give up. I mean, I've, I've told Bryson, like, you know, that if this kind of apocalypse happens, we need to get cyanide capsules. That way, if anything is about to go down, it's just like, take it right now. Everybody's taking it. Well, right. It's like, so there's like nuclear war or like something like that. And we're all like stuck in our house and people are coming around like looting and there's no food and there's no water. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Or if like, I know that my child is going to live a horrible, horrible life of misery. Yeah. It wouldn't be my favorite thing to do, but I would take care of it myself. You could always just like sit in the garage. Yeah. But then I think of the movie The Mist. Okay. So I'm about to spoil the whole fucking thing. Guys, are you ready? If you haven't seen this movie from 20 years ago. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's not my fucking problem. So the mist comes through to this town and like monsters are coming out of this fucking shit, right? And everybody goes ape shit. Like weird cults start and like people are trapped in this hellscape of like a supermarket and people are getting pushed outside if they, you know, go against the the wishes of the person who's essentially leading the cult. Yeah, I think I remember this movie but at the very end when it's clear that they have gone as far as they can go and that the monsters are gonna get them the guy has a gun and he has enough bullets for everybody but himself so he does the selfless thing he's gonna let himself get eaten by the monsters and he kills everyone he kills his kid first and then he's they rescued all, he like lives or some shit he's rescued by the government oh my god it is the best ending to a movie because you're like oh that's that's the thing that would happen to me (laughs) right like I would do the selfless mommy thing where like I'm not gonna let you suffer the way that I know that you'll suffer I'm gonna suffer for you and then I will at least have done one last thing to take care of you and then help arrives right oh whoopsies I killed you whoopsie daisies (laughs) can I get my son back please (laughs) oh my god that's so sad yeah it's horrible horrible But it's a really good ending to that movie. Good ending for the movie, bad ending for that man. Yes, that man will never recover. (laughs) Well, thank goodness he's fake. But these people were real. They were, and it's really sad. Oh, man. So even though these dickhead business owners knew of all these dangers, they still were like, nah, this isn't what it is. It's not the radium. You know, in like typical American capitalist fashion, they got like doctors and dentists and like different researchers to not release their data. And they also conducted a fake investigation that spread like a ton of misinformation where they decided to throw these women under the bus and pretend that they had syphilis. Because at the time, like syphilis was a big thing, you know, so. Right. And also that paints them in the light of like loose women, like they're party girls, like that's what they get. So it's super fucked up. These women didn't have syphilis. They were like being killed because of their job. Dr. Sabin A. Von Thotchicki, 
Some shit. Doc, let's just call him Dr. Sabin A. I like that. He invented the radium dial paint and he died in November of 1928. And he was the 16th known victim of poisoning because of the paint. But he didn't get the jaw thing. He actually got a similar thing in his hand. And because of his death, it ended up helping the radium girls in court, you know, because it was kind of like a big thing. It's like, well, this guy like invented it. <laughs> and look at where he is now. So the radium dial company, the president of this company, his name is Joseph Kelly. Later on, you know, maybe I'm actually going to go talk about the court case and come back to this. I'm trying to keep this a little bit more in order than I normally do. Okay. So the first company of the three that did legal shit about it was New Jersey, like the Orange, New Jersey facility. That was also the first one that was open. So that kind of makes sense. The woman who decided to sue, her name was Grace Fryer because it was U.S. Radium, the defense contractor. It took her two years to find a lawyer that would work with her. Yeah. So obviously, like this was all moving pretty slowly. Like she first tried to get a lawyer in 1926 and it wasn't until 1928 that she, you know, found the lawyer. And by that time... Two of the women involved in the lawsuit were completely bedridden and none of them, like zero, could raise their arms to take an oath. And so this was five women. Oh my God. Yeah, their names were Grace Fryer and she's the one who initiated this whole thing. Edna Hussman, Catherine Schaub, and two sisters named Quinta McDonald and Albina Larrys. And these original five women were called the Radium Girls. And it became like this huge thing in the media, like you, you were saying. Yeah. Their court case, it was in January, like when it first began. And in the fall of that same year is when it was all like settled and it was presented before a jury and they ended up getting a settlement. So they got $10,000, but like today that's like $150,000. Right. And a $600 per year annuity, which is you know, around $9,000. And then they also got $12 a week, which is $200 a week for all of their lives. And all of their medical and legal expenses were paid by the company, whatever. But they they were like hella sick. You know, like they didn't care about this fucking money. All of that should have been in perpetuity to their family. Mm-hmm. Like this is what you get for the rest of your family's life because we have destroyed yours. That was super fucked up. Yeah, and I guess it's true. Like, it's only for their lives. Like, it doesn't doesn't like... And their lives are probably like, what, a matter of months at some, for some of them? So it's like, what do they care? Yeah, so maybe that isn't so incredible. I literally wrote, which is incredible. I mean, but- it is incredible for like that amount of money. But when you think about like the actual cost from them doing that, it's just, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's invaluable. Because like losing a life or like having a family member that's sick, it's like it doesn't only affect the sick person or the dying person, it like affects a lot of other people. And it's like all of their hopes and all of their dreams, anything that they could have done or would have done, like that's done. It's over. No, it's super messed up. And it also says something about the times and like how much women weren't really considered people. They were just girls. Who cares? Exactly. You know, some of those like asshole guys had daughters and stuff and they had wives that they loved. It's like this weird thing. Well, it's like an ownership. I love the ones that are mine. The ones that aren't mine, I don't care about. Like they can all die. (laughs) All of them. Doctor. If it brings money to me and mine, my women, I'm fine with it. Super fucked up. And it's the same thing with any of those big corporations. Like I mentioned the thalidomide shit earlier. Like, what was it? The DuPont company. Mm -hmm. Or like with COVID stuff, Tyson taking bets on whether or not their employees were going to get COVID because they were like not following regulations. Like, 
at those other companies, the factory workers, you know, obviously, because it was this big media sensation, I guess, <laughs> they were like, oh, shit, we are going to do this, too. So the, in the Illinois plant, employees started asking for compensation for their medical and dental bills as early as 1927. But management was like, no, we're not doing that. We know that it's rotting your teeth out, but you need to pay for that yourself. We're giving you $1 a week. What are you doing with your money? They just kept asking, like literally until the mid-1930s. So that's like, what, it was 1927? That's oh my God. Eight years or something. They're lucky that they were alive. Like, hey, my face is falling off. Can I please have some dental? Right, straight up. So they were like, you know what? We're filing a fucking lawsuit. Like, get out of here. So in 1937, five women from this other company found an attorney. His name was Leonard Grossman, and that's who represented them. But by the time like this happened, that company closed. Like it didn't, it wasn't even a thing. Oh my God. They moved to New York. They might've opened a new facility there. I'm not totally sure. So when they first heard about it, the company was like, oh shit, we actually don't have any insurance. We can't pay for this. So they left $10,000 behind. They're like, here's $10,000. Figure it out. The women didn't accept it. And in the spring of 1938, the women won the lawsuit. Good. (laughs) But Radium Dial, their attorney decided to appeal. He appealed eight times before finally they were required to pay. Yeah, like over and over they appealed. The case went all the way to the Supreme Court. Are you fucking kidding me? Right? Like what a douchebag. Like the whole company. The fucking balls on that guy. He probably was putting radium on his balls. They were too big. (laughs) He's like, this stuff is fine. I love it. (laughs) But yeah, so October 23rd, 1939, the court was like, fuck off. This is when it went to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court was like, no, like we're not going to listen to you. Right. This is the ruling, like figure it out. To be lied to for that length of time and to have to fight so hard and then to win and to have them continue to say, we shouldn't have to pay. It's like my fucking face fell off. Totally. And like they didn't pay during that time. And I'm not sure because I didn't look into it. I wouldn't be surprised if out of those five women, like many of them were very, very sick or dead by the time they got the payout. So did they even have to pay some of them? Probably not. It's not surprising. It's like, oh, yeah, like capitalism, like Benny and I were talking. It's like, you know, Amazon's making so much fucking money. Like, Mm -hmm. why aren't they doing something to provide relief to people in some way? And like, I know, like, that's not necessarily their obligation. But like with the stimulus checks that like mess up with TurboTax or whatever, TurboTax solved the problem. The IRS didn't, you know, so it's like Amazon could be doing that stuff, too. Yeah, absolutely. They could be. And honestly, like businesses that siphon money off of people and don't put anything back in there, it's a cancer. It's just taking, taking, taking until there's nothing left to take. No, I, I hear you. I mean, there's a reason that Walmart is not as popular as it used to be because they took and they took and they took and now people fucking hate them. Yeah, people are like, nah, <laughs> I'll pass. For a while you do it because it's just like, well, this is just a thing. This is the thing that I have now. Like, you know, you, you're not going to be able to go to like a mom and pop paper supply store. But what you can do is get something on Amazon. I know it's so bad. It sucks. It's it is like it is very much like a cancer or a parasite. It's it just kills everything in its path. I remember like early 2000s 
being young and there being like a, you know, a neighborhood pharmacy in our town. I forget what it was called, like Tom's Pharmacy maybe. But then we got a CVS and the other pharmacy closed and it was like four doors down or something from it. And that was kind of like the beginning of all that stuff really happening in my area. I remember having a first Target. I I remember going to my hometown and being like, oh my God, you guys have a Target here now. Like, yeah. I mean, before that, it was like Walmart. Things had already been driven out. And I think Arkansas is the home of Walmart. So it makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Interesting. The Waltons, I think their names are. I mean, any big business that comes in and wants to drive down prices, like you have to realize that what you're getting there, there is a always a price to pay for what you think you're saving is that other people are suffering. Well, that's like these Bangladeshi fast fashion places where like, didn't like a building collapse or some shit? Like it's so bad. And we're like, yay, this shirt is $3.99. But it's like people writing like help me notes and putting that in product. Yeah, in and the then- jeans. Did you watch that documentary? I think it was called Indigo Blue. Yeah. You, you have to realize that no matter what side you're on, unless you are growing and making your own things, that goes for everything. You are a part of somebody else's suffering. Absolutely. Like I don't buy Driscoll's berries anymore for that reason. Like they were making their berry pickers like shit their pants and piss their pants to be working. You know, so not only is that like super inhumane and fucked up, but it's also like yucky if that's the food they're serving. Like same shit with Tyson. It's like that is unsanitary. But even more so than that, it's just like if you are participating in capitalism in any way, shape or form, you are going to be a part of someone suffering. And by someone, I also mean animals, obviously, because I think of animals as persons. Yeah, there is no way to escape it for as long as we have capitalism. There is Mm -hmm. no way to prevent other people from suffering in deeply distressing ways. Oh, totally. Because it's like the the main objective is profit. Absolutely. It's not doing things properly. It's not making sure that everybody has good, healthy lives. It's not creating the best possible opportunity for animals to thrive before Mm -hmm. you, you know, take them to slaughter. It's none of that. It is how can we do this in the cheapest possible way? And Mm -hmm. there, it doesn't matter if you're vegan. It doesn't matter if you only shop secondhand. If you are consuming, you are a part of it. So I think the more we all plug into the fact that people suffer when we participate in these kinds of things, the more we'll all pay attention to what's going on and demand a lot better. But it is like deeply overwhelming. Oh, yeah. Well, and obviously it's like talking about this stuff like this isn't new. It's just like what it is. And that's like so interesting to me. You know, they're like, you know, this is going to save us money. At what point were they like, you know, these ladies look pretty fucking sick. Right. I feel like the the money that we're saving is eventually going to come out of our pockets somehow. So we need to stop. Like even if you can't think like, oh, these are human beings that are suffering. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, have parts of their bodies just falling off and that are right, having like headaches. Have to pay for this. <laughs> it's yeah. At, at some point, at least think like, you know, self-preservation wise, like, hey, we're going to have to pay for this at some point. It's going to be real bad optics for us. So if we can just like not do this to them, you don't have to care about them, but at least care enough about yourself to not want that to come back on you. Yeah, 100%. And it seems like, like, just based on what I read, like, there was never a point where any of these people ever thought that, you know, they're just like, these are loose women, like, we're fine. They all have syphilis. 
look, syphilis looks a lot like that. So like, let's just say that they have syphilis. Everyone's going to believe us. Who's going to believe definitely them? definitely not the radioactive compound they've been painting on their faces and eating for the last couple of years. But yeah, so I just have one more little part. Here's some good stuff that came from it in both the field of health, but also labor rights movements. As I said before, individual workers were now able to sue for damages from corporations. Think about Aaron Brockovich. Remember that movie? Yeah. What about health stuff? You said something about health. Where they just <laughs> yeah, like, please I did, don't I eat did. radioactive shit. Yeah, I mean, I honestly didn't write much about it, but I think it's basically that. You know, it's like we learned that this is not okay. They were still using radium paint until the 1960s to paint these dials. But after all this information, like these painters stopped licking those paintbrushes. They wore protective gear. You know, they weren't painting their nails and faces like they were informed of the dangers. As they should have been the entire fucking time. Yeah, it's actually very strange to me that this happened at all. Yeah. Knowing that the scientists were protected. Why? Did Madame Curie know that it was radioactive? I, I think that's literally what they discovered, that it's the heaviest known alkaline earth metal and it's the only radioactive member of its group. So this was not like from the time it was discovered, people were like, it's radioactive. And some assholes still wanted to make a buck off of it because it wasn't quite as radioactive as like other shit. You know, before all this stuff was happening, like they thought that it was like this miracle thing. They're like, this can cure cancer. This like makes you not age. Like this does all this stuff, whatever, you know. And then I think they started figuring it out and they're like, whoops. Well, you know, here we are. It's already started. Did you know that the common historical unit for radioactivity is called the Curie? Is it really? It is. And it's based on the radioactivity of radium. That's awesome. Little fact. But yeah, they, they knew. The last thing I didn't read was, how sick were they? Well, super sick. One lady had a huge growth on her chin. And that's it. That's the whole thing. I don't know. I might attach in in the video just like some illustrations because it it, it does get like quite grotesque. Oh, but it's super fucked up. Parts of the face falling off, teeth like just rotten out of their their head, big growths or like for some of them, their fingertips were just rotten. No, it's really yucky. And I'm sure that all these women knew, you know, like I think that they put it together like, uh oh. This is happening to all of us. And the only thing that changed was working here. Right. This is happening to us. Only us. We go home. This is not happening to anyone there. It's yucky. It's sad. The treatment of women was bad. The treatment of poor people was bad. Yeah. You know, same thing kind of like with lobotomy. It's like, you know, the science and you're just like, mm, it'll be fine. Yeah. This doesn't work with my narrative. <laughs> so. Yeah. It really is about like just having a narrative and... Sticking with it in the face of logic. This is not my favorite way to do things is not to admit that I'm wrong. Well, and you know, one thing that I'm curious about that I didn't research was all these different like weird applications of radium. So, you know, like that bread or whatever, like that went until 1936. But weren't these lawsuits like way before that? I mean, yeah, it was 1928. I mean, that's like years later. The lawsuits took years to really, I mean, and that probably would not have been fully in the media to the point where people would hear about it and stop eating the fucking radioactive bread. I think the bread was sold overseas. I don't think it was like a U.S. bread. That's just fucking bonkers. Just eating radioactive fucking bread. Wee! Well, wait, what is, there are plates from the Depression 
and they glow. I wonder if that's made with radium too, because you can buy them. They're like expensive ass fucking glow in the dark plates. Really? Yeah. For a treat, I bought a bunch of lead paint and radium and I'm going to paint my daughter's room. (laughs) Oh my God. That's somebody in the 30s talking. That was me in the 30s. So I guess Depression era glass, uh, it was just like distributed by the government during the Depression so that people could have like shit to eat off of. But some of it does glow. How come because it was the Depression, suddenly people didn't have plates? I mean, you see pictures of the Depression and there are people with their children just like in shanty towns, like dirty from head to toe. Yeah, I guess you didn't have plates. Plates would probably be like if you had nice plates from like your grandma or something. That yeah, would be you're the like, first I'm not thing carrying this shit around. I need money. So take my fucking plates for $5. And then, you know, the government gives you some nasty ass pressed glass plates and filled with radioactive material. <laughs> some bougie ass asshole buys like one of them for $50 in 100 years. And here we are. And here we are in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like weird like normally i'm just like you know doing my research getting it together like it's fine and for some reason this one i was just like ah. <laughs> i don't know why i was hoping there'd be like more like personal testimonies that i'd find and stuff like that but like there really wasn't i mean it's like yes but not like heart-wrenching personal testimony yeah i mean At the time, people just didn't think of women as necessarily worthy of delving a lot into. It was more like, oh, the grotesqueness of of their faces and them like being wheeled into the courtroom in their beds. Mm -hmm. Totally. Not about like their experience as people. Right. And I mean, you even look at murder cases from around that era where women uh, murdered whoever. And it was more about all the ways that they failed as women than who they were intrinsically and like what led them to that space. Even now we look at our media and we see, you know, someone suffering, but it's all like it has to fit into like this like little box. It has to be like just this much information. It needs to be catchy. Like you won't believe what he said next. And that doesn't leave a whole lot of room for like humanity Mm -hmm. for understanding like what went into it. I don't even know what to say because I'm just like, yes, that. (laughs) But yeah, I really liked it. I I mean, it's a lot of information that I, I didn't know. I knew like the basics of the radium girls just because I did hear briefly at one point that people were like losing their faces and shit. And it was like, I think it was around the time that I was really into like the whole DuPont thing. Mm-hmm. And then like the thalidomide thing got to me. And then like someone mentioned like, like the radium girls before I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, wait, what happened to their faces? Tell me more about the faces. Well, it is interesting how some of them like rotted away and then other ones became like big. Probably the application, like the way that they were like doing it. Yeah. Well, like the scientist got it on his hands and not in his mouth because he wasn't eating it. Right. If you're doing this versus like, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Like I didn't have to put the pencil in my mouth, but I did. (laughs) Fucking idiot. I liked it. I liked your display. It could also be about like the way that your body tries to intercept like and and have an immune response where it's Mm -hmm. like oh shit oh shit oh shit make this thing big or it's just like a roll (laughs) of the dice eat this thing away but I did enjoy I did I I won't say that I enjoyed listening to it it was informative thank you 
Now we know more. I'll just say thank you that now I know more. No, sorry. I told Benny to make me mozzarella sticks and he said, I don't think there are any. There are. Tell him to get out and get some. (laughs) I'm like, this is an emergency. I don't think you heard me. I need you to make me mozzarella sticks. (laughs) (laughs) When we record at night, I'm just like hungry when we're done. Seriously. Well, I just started my period and my fucking head is killing me. Oh, babe, you should go to sleep. Take a melatonin, pass out. I'm going That's to. That's what I did I'm last going night. To try. That's what you did? I did. I took a melatonin last night. Fuck yeah. Did you have weird dreams? No, I didn't, but I had a hard time waking up this morning. Maybe that's mm. why I felt so fucking sleepy all day. That would be it. But it was kind of out of nowhere. Like I started feeling like dizzy and then I was like, I need to lay down. I watched a, um, what is it called? Criminal Minds episode where the lady would drug men by giving them like a crazy dose of melatonin. Really? Yeah. And I was like, how much melatonin would you have to give a motherfucker to get him to like even pass out to the point where you could like move his body around? Oh my God. They probably had such bad nightmares. Right? Like, I can't even imagine. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. I'm going to do the end thing. Well, thank you for listening to I Read a Thing podcast. Are you doing it? I don't remember the rest. That's all I know. I was making fun of you. I loved it. (laughs) All right, you guys, you have been listening to the I Read a Thing podcast. You can find us every other Friday right back here in the same place where you found us this time. So good luck finding us again. (laughs) We won't be there. You got to find us somewhere else. We're going to move around. It's a hunt. Quick like cats. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, anywhere where you can like stream shit is probably a safe bet, except for like HBO and Netflix and like any of the important ones. We're not there. Any of the other ones that are just as valid, but maybe not cable worthy. That that's where you can find us. All of that was very helpful. All of those places, (laughs) places that are cool, but not like that cool places that are like a big deal, but like a small deal places that are like, you're not going to find a lot of tourists. Yeah, that's like the cool place to go though. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's like (laughs) going to Portugal instead of Italy. Who gives a shit about Romans? Fuck (laughs) them. They couldn't hack it, man. But yeah, you can also find us on YouTube where we release definitely edited, but less edited versions of this very podcast episode. You should check us out there. And we're very cute. So you can see our beautiful faces. At least one of us is very cute. Oh my and God, then who you? One of us is awake. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is as good as you're going to get. <laughs> oh, stop. You're a beaut. And you're I'm a beaut. We're both beauts. Oh you're like, God. no, no, no. I was talking about me. I'm the one who's beautiful and you're the one who's awake. <laughs> you're like, look at your face. Yes, that is what I meant. <laughs> I, I would never say that to your face. <laughs> you said it to like my headphones. I said it I to didn't your even headphones. have our Zoom chat open. No, oh. I'm kidding. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, please come back and visit us and, you know, listen to us blabber about whatever other depressing topic that we might have in store for you next time. <laughs> I know. We should do like a feel good episode. That's a great idea. Maybe we will someday. <laughs> Like that, what John Krasinski or whatever had that like only good news oh my God. show when COVID first started. It was started. called Some Good News and it made me cry like a child on you know, several it was, occasions. It was, nice. it was ridiculous. Everyone's like, you were Jim on The Office. You're nice. And then he's like, but I'm going to sell this for millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
It's Whatever. okay. I mean, he he came up with a concept. He made it work. Support. It's good shit. Support. Please come back and see us. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. Visit us at iReadathing.com. And we will see you next time. And we love you. And stay safe. Love you. Love you. Miss you. All right. Bye, guys. See you next time. Bye. Mwah.